0: This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for Friday, the 18th of November, 2022. As we head into the weekend, Sean and I go through some of the stories we missed this week. There's more than one, let me tell you, and I think you'd be pleased to hear none of them involve Twitter. You're
1: listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Stephen Scott. Now, I may be wrong, but I've got a feeling you've said that before. You've said this show is going to contain no more Twitter, and yet it always turns up. So I'm going to hold you to this Twitter free you know zone. Do you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like you want hmm. me to
0: bring up Twitter. That, that sounds no, like no, a no. challenge.
1: No, no, no,
0: no, honestly, it <laughs> definitely isn't. No tweets today. No tweeting today. Do you know what I actually have taken a bit of time away from Twitter? I also do you know what I did last night, um, actually the day before I should say. Um, I spent some time sorting out focus mode on my iPhone. Because Oh,
1: this, oh, oh, good. Tell me all about it because I am so confused. Yeah,
0: I have to be honest. It's not the most logical setup when it comes to, to focus mode. The thing was, I was kind of... It started because my wife was getting a lot of messages through the night. <laughs> this doesn't sound right, I know. But okay. she was getting a lot of... I, I don't know, emails I'm and stuff, sorry. right? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Stop texting my wife. Um, but no, she was she was getting all these messages and pings and pops through the night with, you know, messages and Facebook and who knows what else. And I was saying to her, you know, really you should try and put focus mode on or whatever. And she's like, well, yeah, I just I don't like putting the phone on silent because... You know, what if someone calls us an emergency and I'm like, okay, fine. Um, but the focus mode is actually really good because you can set it so that certain people can be allowed through. So you could say, for example, right, cut off all calls, all notifications, all everything, except for mum. And then mum can call. And yeah, that's what I was kind of wanting to do because for twofold, I mentioned it the other day, but I really want to try and reclaim some of my life back from... From using on not not so much social media, just being on the phone generally. Um, okay, because I feel that you know I do spend a lot of time, and it's not that. And I think to myself, you know, when we talk about and, and you know you and I talk a lot about the braille side of things, and it's like, oh, I love to learn braille, love to learn braille. And I think the amount of time I waste on on that phone, I could spend
1: on braille. <laughs> Honestly, absolutely true. I could be way more productive. I waste on Facebook Watch is yeah. incredible. I mean, I I have
0: yeah. seen the Scott family on facebook so many times um and really oh. and I, I thought they were related to me um yes. they're, they're not i should i mean it might be <laughs> i don't know but they you know lovely people uh who basically create joyous dance videos that are you know i think meant to be amusingly funny uh and they may well be i mean that because i think they're visually funny uh, i hear of yes. laughter but i'm not entirely sure what's going on on the screen um but you know I, and yet you it, watch it And I I know and I sit and watch it, I'm like, why am I watching this? And then you're watching, you know, and and of course the algorithm just starts picking out some weird stuff. It started off with talk shows and then it started off with like clips from Seinfeld. And, you know, then it just gradually got worse. Um, Yes. You know, on it went. And you just think to yourself, why am I wasting my time? So I wanted to try and reclaim some of that time. And part of it was, I think for me, just setting out the stall of, Making the phone not give me notifications because there is nothing worse when you get a text or an email late at night, and if you read it, you think, "Oh, I need to deal with that in the morning," and then you can't get to sleep. Yeah, and I know that the argument, yeah, and I know that the argument sometimes can be just leave the phone out the room, and that is actually the best advice. Don't take the phone into the bedroom with you. But what are you going to do in
1: bed otherwise? So you know, um, I have no idea. Sleep, yes. I guess, is what not. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, but now we've all woken up at you know. 2.30 a.m. and just reach for the phone and whiled away 40 minutes uh, doing nothing, really. But, yeah, I, I, there is a thing. What's it called? It's nomophobia, the fear of being separated yeah, from your yeah. mobile phone. And That's it's, a real thing, yeah. It's a I, real I, thing. It yeah. is a real thing. And I think it's, it's... They're built...
0: I mean, we've got to remember, right? I mean, again, if I, you know, I talk about the whole personal responsibility thing, right, all the time. And it's, it, I am aware... That when I say that I, I have to accept that I am responsible for that decision to go on there, but also, and two things can be true at once. Shock, I know, but it is true that something can be addictive, even if you try and pull away from it, it can still try and pull you back in. And I think these phones do that, and I think it's partly because the way it does it. I mean, you think about it. If I'm following a group of people on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever, and I want to see what they're saying because you know I want to hear from them, my friends or whatever. I'm always going to go back because I feel I'm missing something. FOMO. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And this is why I've kind of tried to get away from this with the RSS readers. And I've seen a few other people tweeting about this as well, saying, actually, I'm coming. As I've seen it on Twitter, (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm trying to get away from. But yeah, but I've seen people tweet about it. They say, I've just downloaded this RSS newsreader. I think I'm going to try and live there to get my news. And I think that's interesting. You know, I think that's a good way of of doing it. At least it's one way of doing it.
1: I think we all need a bit of a digital detox.
0: Yeah, I agree. every now and again, I agree. Cruises are great. Go on a cruise. That's the best advice I can give. Because honestly, you can't get internet access, and even if you can, it's terrible. And I think and that's expensive. the best thing. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing, right? I mean, first off, you're on holiday, and you know, my wife she loves her phone and she loves spending time on it, and I'm always like, just enjoy the moment. Just enjoy being here I am with me. The well, moment. Hang on a minute. I mean- you're with me. I see where you're going with this. Um <laughs> actually why well, you're now reaching for your phone again. I'm enjoying again.
1: the moment of Dice World. Thank you very much. <laughs> Leave you be alone. I'm very happy. Yeah. Well, I th- exactly. Two things can be true at once, right? Yes. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, you I can look, enjoy a game
0: or whatever, but yeah, yeah. I know you want to ask me about focus mode, right? So um, I do. Yes, please. Yeah. So focus mode is is for people who are unaware of it because I think a lot of people don't really understand it. It really is a way of just silencing your phone, but you can di- set up different profiles so you can have a work profile so that only certain people in work time call you, or you can have a, a home profile which means all your work colleagues can be a you know you can sort of move away from those. Messages, those notifications. I mean, one thing I've done, for example, is I have my work email set up on Outlook, and I have my own email on my own on the mail app, and that was just one way of detaching the two, um, and then setting up a focus that would allow me not to get any notifications from Outlook after a certain time at night. But you know, my mail account can still send me stuff because there might be something in there of interest. Now, most of the time, there isn't. Uh, and actually, what I've realised is over the past. Maybe year is I. I'm, I'm really not using email that much, not for personal stuff anymore. It's. I mean, my email is just full of you know either subscriptions or you know Amazon delivery dates or yes. spam Amazon. Yeah, Just Eat, um, <laughs> and Just Eat. And, yeah, exactly. Services, <laughs> things I'm buying from. You know, yeah. receipts for things. So you know, that's really all I'm getting. But you know, I can detach those two, and I think you have to sort of start to detach a little bit how it works and and for me it was very much just doing that first and then setting up the focus modes the one i set up last night or the night before was the sleep one it was quite cool as you can set up to say well i'm aiming for uh an eight hour sleep and you know i want to wake up roughly by this time so it will set an alarm for you for that time if you want you can then have you know it will set so for example i can say if my mum calls or uh, I've said it. In case my wife calls, in case she's not with me that night and she wants to call me for something, sh- that call will get through. Uh, you can have it set so that repeated calls can come through. So if someone is desperately trying to get a hold of you, they will get through. You know, it will you know? That if is a good idea. Calling, yeah. you know, and I think that's good to know. Although, don't tell your friends that because they'll just keep calling you. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, th- there are ways you can do it. Now, the thing is, the thing I find challenging is that the focus setup. Um, when I when I first set it up, I couldn't really understand how to turn it on because I had done all the work on it and I thought, right, great, is it on? But it wasn't on. And then you have to go into the control center and then turn it on. Um, and the other thing to be aware of is there is an option to share across devices. Now, you may or may not like this. No. Yes. I wish there's a bit more flexibility in this. You can set it up so that it will turn on focus across all your devices. So when we do a show, for example, I can turn on... Do Not Disturb, on my Mac, and that will apply across all my devices. Or I can choose per device, and I can say, well, on each device I'll choose. And I think for me, it's that's a toggle that really should be up front, because I think that it depends on the situation for me. Um, there may be ways yeah. to do this through shortcuts to be a bit more clever about it. I don't know. But I, I just think that it's not, as, um, it's not as simple, and it's not as clear sometimes as to what I'm doing. And sometimes the options feel a little bit limiting.
1: I've been through Focus, and it's actually – the setup process is really straightforward, really simple, as she said. And it gives you, like, the, the starting options there, work, home, or sleep. Um, so it's, it's really easy to go through. And you can choose what notifications to let through. You were talking about the calls that can come through, you know, let my mum through or whoever else. Um, but you can also choose what notifications from which apps. Fantastic. Makes total sense. I just – I get confused about when it's on. When it's not on, like go to control center, double tap and hold on focus mode, and you'll get a list of the different modes you've set up, and you can choose them. I'm just not convinced it works. It seems inconsistent. I've I've got nothing set up at the minute. I'm trying to go totally no focus modes at all. Yet when I'm in Facebook and a call comes through, it won't ring. It Mm. doesn't ring at all. Yet when I'm not in Facebook, it will ring. So why is wow. that? Is that focus mode? Is that a per app setting somewhere inaccessibly? I can't find why it's doing that behavior. Is that a Facebook app glitch? I have no idea. But that's been for the longest time. So it's funny you say I, that.
0: I, yeah, because yes. like, my wife, she's the same. She's had these issues where, you know, I've called her on FaceTime and I've gone into the room. I mean, I'll admit, yes, we are that kind of couple that we, we FaceTime each other from different rooms. No, we're on with that. And, you know, <laughs> I'll go into the room and I'm like, I'm calling you. And she's saying, honestly, I have not had a call. And then you know, maybe she's maybe she's in Facebook because she does use Facebook a lot. That's interesting. Yes, Ah. let's do some testing on that. Maybe maybe Facebook. Well, let us know if anyone else is having a same same problem. Because maybe maybe people. Well, of course, the thing is, you don't know if you're not getting a call, right? So that's one thing. So people may be unaware of it. It doesn't even do. It doesn't even like tell you you've had a missed call or anything. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't even say you've had a call. I mean, you would never know. At all. And I'll tell you, the other thing I really find irritating about this iOS 16 thing is when you send a message now, uh, an audio message, and I don't like this new audio message way of doing it. I really don't. I don't think it's good at all. Yeah, it's
1: a bit clunky, isn't it? Yeah. They've actually reduced
0: the functionality because it's really awkward to get to. You've got to swipe through to get to the audio bit. I'll say something in a minute. Yeah, you carry on. Okay. And then you've got to double tap on the button to hold. And then there's no lock option. You used to be able to swipe up and it would, it would lock oh, the recording yeah. so you could... Are you
1: sure? I no, think it's there not is. there anymore.
0: If, if, you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you Whatever you do, if you swipe up
1: or swipe to the right or I left and let go... I think if you and, just and double go, tap and, it will and just, don't hold, I think that locks it on until you double tap again. If you double tap and don't hold? Yeah, if you double tap and hold, then when you let go, the recording stops and the message is sent. Yeah. If you just double tap, it just stays recording until you double tap again, and when you double tap again, it stops and the message is sent, I think.
0: Hmm, okay. Well, I'll try that. Okay, that's interesting. Because there was no option for that. But what I found was if I swiped away, you know, so I double tap and hold, and then I swipe my finger to the left or up, and then I let go, what happens is the message will be cancelled.
1: Right, yes, that's right. Yes, you are right. That's how it used to work before as well, yes. But yeah, I'd say I'm not loving it, if I'm honest. So we're talking about the audio recording feature in iMessage, Yeah. for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. It's new. Yeah, all right. Well, audio messages, right. No, so there was a conversation going on last night between a few of us, right? And audio message was coming in. Stephen got sent an audio message. And I'm getting to the point, and I used to love audio messages, where it's like, oh, now I've got to go away from what I'm doing and go and listen to it. Right I'd rather have a text notification now. Mm. And Yeah, I've really changed because it used to always be, well, why would you write it when you can just record an audio message? But of course... The thing is, typing is such a pain. Yeah. on on the the phone now. I I just it's so slow and dictation isn't reliable. Um, to be honest with you, I no longer care. You know, I try and <laughs> yeah, I just I'm the just same. I I and and it gets what it gets. And you know, we've all got to try and work out what the other person was trying to say. And it's 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 fine. What you have but, to do um, is, you,
0: I mean, it's actually not so bad if you listen to it with voiceover because it kind of reads it the way you're saying it because if you say something I, mean, I can't think of an example but if you say something and it it puts their own words in it will probably yes. sound similar to what you were trying to say so you can yes, kind of glean is- from it and sometimes you don't even know you've spelled it wrong
1: you know you'd have no idea but isn't the punctuation terrible in dictation oh, i mean yeah. especially because i mean it shows up more because voiceover is reading it out and it's just you know a full stop after every word what doing this I is do the understand. one thing
0: this this is where android has the edge for me because android is it, the google text to speech um or sorry speech to text i guess uh, is much better it is way better i agree yes i mean that is one thing for android i, I mean it's not the only thing but it is one thing on android i really do it's, it's the thing i'm almost jealous of with android people is like you just have yeah. to get great dictation capability on that device whereas Siri city just isn't up to scratch on that for me um no. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's all it's sometimes hit and miss. And, you know, I know the people who make the argument, well, you know, you should be checking as you go. Um, but, again, it depends who you're sending it to. If it's a professional email you're sending, yeah, I'm going to take a bit more time over it. If it's between you and I, we'll figure it out between us. You know, it's, exactly. it's very, it's very yeah. much about context.
1: I'm very much jumping back on my desktop computer if I'm sending an email work-related, you yes, know? Yes, exactly. Uh, to certain people, because you just need that keyboard experience. And, um yeah. Anyway, sorry, that's enough. We're grumpy, moaning old men today. Oh, what's well, um, <laughs> new? Yeah, focus. We started the show off on a
0: Friday by saying, basically, I want my phone to just leave me alone. That's what we're yes. saying. Just
1: leave yes. me alone. Stop but bothering at the same time, me. I can't put it down. But I can't leave it alone. Bare to and live actually, without it.
0: The other thing I did in there was uh, was I went through all my notifications, and it's amazing the amount of notification settings that are always set to on, on like apps like podcasts or you know, whatever yes. it might be. And you're yeah. like, I don't want that. I don't need that. So I spent a bit of time going through those as well. Just really trying to clamp down what this thing is doing um, and having a bit more control over it. Because you can. You can take more control of your phone. You just have to spend the time in the settings. But uh, the focus well, mode is well worth looking at. But it's not perfect. You do have to turn it on. Um, it's not brilliant. I mean, I think I, I'll be interested to see what happens tonight because I've set this sleep function up. And I'm wondering... I going to say, you can schedule it. Can yeah, you? So theory, it, it should come on itself, time. right?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. Um, okay. It's a great Let's... idea. I just not. I'm not entirely sure it's working correctly yet. But that yeah. could be down to the way I'm setting up or what I'm expecting. Because I'm still confused by the mute button on the iPhone. I mean, how long? How long has that been there? The hardware switch on the side. I mean, I. I, I, I'm just so used to a mute button, just totally silencing everything. But of course, that's not how it No, works, it doesn't, doesn't work
0: like that. I know it's, it's just yeah. ridiculous. Uh, listen, I want to get a couple <laughs> of emails in before we get to the stories we missed, because there's a lot of stories we haven't even touched on this week, and I want to get to them. So we'll, we will do that shortly. But uh, just a couple of emails. Dean's been in touch. He says, hi, Stephen and Sean. It's so nice to hear my name pop up every once in a while on your glorious <laughs> show. Uh, no. Are you, Stephen, still grieving Scotland still not being able to stop the rot against the All Blacks? I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark here and guess that's a sporting reference,
1: which goes the rugby, right over my of head. Of course. Yeah. Rugby, yes. Uh, yeah. Well yeah. done, New
0: Zealand. Well done, New Zealand. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't even know what that means, but uh, congratulations on whatever it is you've
1: done or not. Did that cover it? Yeah, you're trying to cover up. Yeah, we know you're wounded. I don't even know what I'm being wounded of. I don't know what it is. What am I
0: wounded about? What's happened? Who are these people? I don't know. Uh, anyway, he says get ready to be horrified. I'm possibly the only low vision man not to ever have, nor never will dabble in any social media.
1: <gasps>
0: even I'm going to uh, that one. Um, it's incredible. Have never had any interest in any of it and never will. Sadly, I believe it causes too much trouble and great misery and people get themselves into predicaments that could have been well avoided. It's a great shame Mr. Musk didn't spend all those billions of dollars on perfecting self-driving cars and robotic limbs. Keep up the better behaviour, Sean. You've done well the last few weeks or so. Thank you, sir. (laughs) You're getting your report card in. Um, That's good. I need it. Yeah, you know something I kind of wish as well. Part of me, I'll say this. I don't have much of an addictive um, part of or a, or a, a competitive. competitive side, yeah. you know, so you know, like games and stuff like that. You know, I used to play games as a kid and I just walk away. I'd be like, yeah, I'm bored now. You know, whatever. Monopoly used to bore me because I used to think, how long is this going to take?
1: Oh, hours. Oh, yeah.
0: a nightmare of a game. And I used to just, oh, I can't be bothered with this. And you know, I was kind of like that generally when it came to anything, kind of like sporting or even. I mean, that's why I love my truck game on the on the, the PC because it's just you know, there's not nothing. I mean, as long as I get that truck there, you know, in a reasonable amount of time, then yes. fine. But you
1: know, if I get it there late, then they just have to wait for it. All right, okay. What a what a beautiful attitude you've got there, Stephen. Yeah,
0: but it's I will admit, zen. but I will admit there is something about social media, and I think we all know what it is. <laughs> it's built to be this way, but there is something about it that just draws you in. And I have to say, I kind of wish in some ways, if if I'm truly honest, I wish I'd never got involved in it. And, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm actually, we're going to talk more with this with Mark tomorrow, but I actually did hear a commentator talk about this in his show. Uh, Bill Maher, someone I watch and, and listen to a lot. And he really surprised me because he said, I get off Twitter as soon as I could. He said, I just saw what people were saying on there, what people were doing on there. And he said, I realized that I could say on my show and in my stand up, he says, I can say whatever I want. And I, I, you know, have that, you know, belief that I can do that. I've got the the support to do that. He said, but Twitter is just totally different. So he came off, he came off, you know, a lot of people thought he came off because, you know, he was getting a lot of abuse or, you know, he said, no, I just came off because I just didn't want to say the wrong thing. And I find someone like him (laughs) saying that really Mm -hmm. surprises me. That kind of shows the impact of of social media on people it's, and some people are just really really worried about what they say on there, and I can kind of see why, and I think I'm maybe just coming around to this realization that this is maybe just a really toxic place we shouldn 't be anywhere near and i, I don't think Twitter's unique yeah, but it doesn't have it's, to be it's across the well you know it doesn 't have to be, but it seems to be, and who's doing it it's people it's not people. it's not people like, are terrible everyone is that what you wants say? to blame everybody wants to blame Elon Musk right. Twitter's been around for a long time before Elon Musk got his hands on him. It, to me, it hasn't really changed that much. All that's happened now is people are just saying how much they hate Twitter that's all. I. That's all the difference I see. <laughs> yeah. That's it. No, look,
1: we're all individuals. We all got our own levels of sensitivity. We got our own levels of, you know, what we find offensive and how we interact with people. So, you know, I, I just think, yeah, I, I, it is a dangerous thing. I, I think people don't quite, or maybe are only just realizing the impact that social media has had yeah. on the society as a whole. And I think that they've got far more responsibility than they currently are shouldering because I, I, it, it does sway, it sways public opinion to a huge, of course it does. Huge amount. So yeah. Yeah. I don't, um, you know what? I just take everything with a pinch of salt when it comes with social media. And uh, But then I'm not known enough. I'm not popular enough where I've, attacked to a certain degree where it could i can totally understand how people's mental health gets affected well i I will say this though it's not exclusive to people who are
0: you know popular or celebrity In fact, actually oftentimes that's the ones we hear about but it's not that's not often the case i I know a lot of people i mean i've had pylons myself but not i mean it hasn't really had any major impact on me personally or or anything else but i have had pylon Yeah, but it could have exactly. But you know, it did. You know, and it was a a completely innocuous comment, as far as I was concerned, and it really was. I mean, I'm not kidding you when I say. I mean, I was literally praising someone for what they did, and they saw that as offensive. And you know, going back to my point yesterday, you know, anybody can take offense to anything. Um, Yeah, you know, and it just and and the problem is that in that in that environment, you just cannot. There's no response. There's no way to respond. Are
1: we talking about Twitter? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. Oh, we Sorry. Need, we need okay, an alarm. Right, let's get rid of That's that.
0: That's Yeah, I need a <laughs> But actually, going on to Gordon's email, he says, hi, guys, I'm still using both Twitter and Mastodon. I must admit, Mastodon is a much calmer, nicer place. Yes, you may be in a silo, but I've connected with some new friends from around the world who have similar interests to me. In that respect, I like it because I control my timeline. As for the various timelines, the best explanation I have seen is an analogy with Star Trek, which I appreciate Stephen won't understand thank you uh but imagine the fediverse as the federation each instance as a solar system and your home timeline as your own planet i love these explanations people try and make i i love how we're we were thinking in this way when it comes to it's like it's just so confusing uh anyway it's
1: not that's really simple isn't it
0: gordon says you can communicate with anyone in the fediverse if you know where to find them that's a problem And, uh, or you can stay local in your own solar system, or you can stick to your home planet. Can I stay in my own house? Is that possible? Is that an option? What's the Mastodon thing there? I just live in my own (laughs) house with myself. Uh, Alternatively, look at it like a bowling, a boating lake. Oh, goodness, right. Your boat is your server uh, with lots of other passengers. I think you're really stretching this here, Gordon. Some of whom are your friends, uh, but you can speak to anyone in any boat. Some boats are bigger than others. That doesn't mean better, just that they carry more people. Wow. Okay. OK, now I'm now the losing, analogies I'm completely are, losing are you are there. A little bit. <laughs> and regarding direct messages, Gordon goes on, these are not encrypted to prevent private messages abusing people. Hang on, let me read that again. Under direct, regarding direct messages, these are not encrypted to prevent private messages abusing people. Hmm. Unlike Twitter, you can't send a private message to someone and use insulting language. On Mastodon, it can be seen. So the idea is that it discourages trolls. Okay, Um, I don't understand that train of thought. It's not a private message then, is it? So, okay. Uh, Yes, it is different to Twitter, but its aims are different. It's supposed to be a nice, friendly place where you can link up with like-minded people without other people intruding on your conversation. Some people do post political views, but Mastodon encourages users to put these up behind a content warning so the people who are not interested or whose state of mental well-being means they prefer not to see that sort of thing, they can skip past it. I actually do think that's quite good. Because someone was saying when they were going through Mastodon, anything to start with the content warning, they just kept going by. And I, I kind of think that yeah. makes That's actually not a bad Swipe thing. Swipe on by. It's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, as Dion Warwick once said. Um, so Thank you. Gordon goes on. <laughs> he says, I don't expect it to replace Twitter but I will still be on there regularly as I found some very interesting, kind people who post information about topics I enjoy learning about. As for free speech, Twitter. Oh, uh, please. It's his email. I'm, not, I'm just reading what he says. Uh, as for free speech on Twitter, I'd venture to suggest that Elon Musk seems to think that free speech is fine until anyone criticizes him, in which case they are banned from the platform. I don't think free speech means what he said it meant. Keep up the excellent chat. Here's Gordon. Uh, I can't disagree with that. Um, he, he does seem to have
1: very thin skin. Um, I agree. But no, no, no. The, the, are we talking about the Elon Musk parody accounts here? Which, which are, Twitter has always had a, a you know, a, a thing about impersonation. But that's um, not his issue
0: though, is it? I mean, it's people who are impersonating. And it seems that there, there have been instances where he's, you know, gone after people, you know, on the platform. Who are you know making fun of him? And apparently, yes, but was it not? Going not reported, wasn't it reported this week that he was going after, like going through Slack, or getting his staff to go through uh, Slack on uh, inside the the company? And anyone who was making fun of him were basically been told to get out.
1: I mean, yeah, I, that that wouldn't surprise me. All three people it, that are right? left in Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're talking about Twitter again. That's it. No, thank you. Mastodon. Yes, it's uh, exciting. And where does this weird silo come from all of a sudden? It seems like we're using it and like like we've always have done. I'm sorry. I'm not no, having I've, it. What's well, silo? We're no, we talking about a while. safe space. Is that the same thing?
0: No, a silo. A silo, well, to me, a, a better uh, equivalent is echo chamber. Right, somewhere you just go and everyone agrees with you, or at least you you hear the same opinions back. Um, And I just don't know if that's a good thing. I'm not for that. Right, next. Moving on. Okay, fine. Um, Now, is it Luke? I think it might be. No, no, I beg your pardon. Lindy writes in from Oz and says, uh, you know, previously on your shows, you've talked about your favorite short key combinations. And uh, Stephen was going to produce a document listing these, but it never happened. What about doing it now? One for Windows and one for the Mac. (laughs) Well, to quote Sean, I never remember the various combinations, but a list to refer to would be great, especially as it would be your recommendations. I do glean so much useful info from the Double Tap show and listen to it while spinning on my stationary exercise bike. You're more energetic than us, Lindy. Um, Yeah, actually, yes, I I do. believe it or not for that show I did write down a whole list of shortcuts and uh, we just haven't posted them yet but we'll get them into the show notes and uh, you
1: mean you have, a have, we, have we got a place to put that
0: I don't know if we do, uh, do what, we? where would you post it I, I, I suppose the show notes I guess I, mean, I don't know we don't have a we don't have a blog
1: we need a newsletter we need a, we need a blog need people. I want a Mailing blog. list. I like saying blog okay let's get a blog sort oh, of No, a No, name. I want a blog okay thank you Lindy and keep on peddling yeah, keep it going, keep on going. You can you can do it. You can do
0: it. You can do it. Don't fall off. Okay. Right. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute with stories you missed this week. I feel like we need to we need Rob to do that properly. Stories yep. you missed this week. Uh we'll get him to do that. He'll do it better than us. Uh stick around for that next and double tap
1: send us your feedback to feedback at double leave us a voicemail at one 803 you're listening to double tap this is double tap now back to the show
0: hey guys it's Stephen and sean with you today and we're going through some of the stories we've missed over the week um Because, you know, there are so many stories, just little stories, tiny, tiny, teeny little stories that we uh, sometimes miss along the way. I missed nothing. (laughs) Oh, I did. (laughs) I miss a lot, my friend. Um, But yeah, I thought we'd uh, mention this one. I I have to say, this is, of all the stories this week that irritated me, this was the one. This was the one that got me. And it didn't feature the bird in any way. (laughs) Apple have been awarded a patent for a keyless keyboard oh oh no yes no um okay so let me talk this is interesting okay go on so it says the company is at least considering according to appleinsider.com considering moving to using solid state technologies to create a macbook pro keyboard with more versatility than a physical one can ever provide uh think trackpad that's what they're saying So the newly granted patent keyless keyboard with force sensing and haptic feedback was originally filed with the US Patent and Trademark Office in 2017. It effectively describes replacing the physical keys of a keyboard with a glass display equipped with multiple touch sensing systems. Apple's application claims... Uh, traditional key-based inputs lack the flexibility to accommodate expansive features offered by newer devices, operating systems, and software, and are unable to adapt to different user needs and preferences. While touchscreen inputs have the potential for offering alternative inputs to the user, the flat, inflexible input surface provides little or no tactile feedback to the user. Apple's proposal consists of a top glass layer includes two force sensing systems for different input regions, as well as a touch sensing system for determining the location of the user's fingers. Haptic feedback is provided by one or more uh, actuators to provide a response for each key, in quotes, press. Images supplied in the filing depict a keyboard peripheral that uses a long touch panel where the key images appear. There is also a depiction of a notebook It seems to have the entire lower section, typically reserved for the keyboard and the trackpad, replaced by a single large panel. In both cases, the keyless keyboard changes what is shown depending on the user's need. This could include showing a trackpad in the middle of the keyboard and rearranging the layout to one that is more ergonomic for the user's hand positioning. OK, so... This is something which they are saying may come out and you know may not be for a long time. And of course, it may not even ever show up. But yep. this is something which is, is you know being looked at. And to be honest, it makes a lot of sense for the company to do this. Because you think about the cost of building the physical hardware. If you can replace all of that with a screen and you're using forced touchback or force feedback instead, it's going to cut the costs. So it's, it certainly makes a good business decision. But is it a good practical thing to do? Um,
1: Sean Priest, <laughs> you are hot Thank take. you very much. <laughs> well, I think it's an absolutely awful idea. That's my initial impression. I mean, terrible touching on a, a, a you know just a flat surface touch typing. How's that going to work? You know, uh, rejection of uh, of unintentional palm rejection or your finger just your thumb just resting somewhere. How on earth is this going to work? And haptic feedback for me. Never feels like it's meant to. So many people say the the haptic engine, as they call it. That's, that's another thing. We mentioned the word silo before. You know, how does that come about? Haptic. Where does that come from? What does that actually mean? It means nothing. So the vibration <laughs> that, it, that it makes when you touch something, like the home button on the older devices, you know, when the home button moved away from the physical... Uh, No, it doesn't feel like you've pressed a button at all, and I'm sorry, I don't think they can replicate the feel of pressing a key using haptic feedback. It will not feel the same. It's impossible. So I say all that. I think it's a terrible idea. If anyone (laughs) can do it, it? (laughs) Apple. I mean, look, it 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 makes sense because the whole point of the iPhone and the touchscreen was that the physical buttons on you know the the previous phones, you know, the one, two, three, four keypad, was too restrictive. You know, it it was set as what it was. And I can, so they removed that and just give you all screens. So the keyboard could be whatever you want it to be on screen. It makes total sense in that regard. Could you do it the same for a traditional keyboard? I don't know. But if anyone can, as I said, I I would be really interested to see how they go. I mean, if you're doing something like control E on a Windows laptop, uh, you know, holding down the control key and reaching to the letter E, is that just the same as a gesture? Would it matter if you were spot on on the key positioning? Would it be able to figure that out? Again, Apple are experts at UI, so maybe they could. Don't know. Yeah. I mean,
0: it is always important to say that Apple file lots of patents every year. And, you know, this is something that may never come to pass. But this one feels like it may have. I mean, if we hadn't had the touch bar, I might be even less, you know, Believing this might be a thing, but actually with the touch bar, which I don't think had haptic feedback on it, if I remember rightly, maybe it did. I don't remember it, um, but it certainly, you know, was was a very smart touch bar, very good in, in a lot of ways. It just didn't really click with the community it was trying to to serve. It
1: doesn't feel right. You need that feel. That's the thing of a laptop of a
0: of maybe a it was too soon. Keyboard. I think it might have been too soon actually. You know, a bit like, mm. it, felt, it felt a little bit like Google Glass to me. You know, it was a bit too early, in it's. This invention, maybe. I think that maybe, maybe this is something. Maybe it needs to come in as a, an external. You know, maybe something that's an external keyboard, something you would buy and you would try first, and maybe that would bring people into it rather than just change it. I, I think we all know that if eventually. I know that a lot of people ridiculed me for saying this, but I think they'll be laughing on the other side of the face when they realize that yes, Apple and or sorry, Mac and iPad will merge at some point. I know people. There are a lot of people in the tech industry who don't Mm -hmm. believe that. They don't believe that they will kill off their products. But I think that's a smart approach. That eventually you create one brilliant laptop with touch capability. I think that's where it's going to end up. Would they go with a?
1: Because the thing with a traditional the iPad that would make
0: sense, right? Because then it's all touch. So and maybe maybe that is where it starts. Maybe it starts in the iPad
1: and then it comes over to Mac later in in life, right? I mean to the desktop. But yeah. yeah, the thing is though, right? The whole one of the most the benefits of using that touchscreen keyless keyboard is that you could have whatever layout you want the layout could change the keys yes. could be different per app, but then that totally ruins the beauty of a keyboard, whereas we can touch type because we know exactly where each key is and what it's going to be, and you know if that's changing every time we open an app it's going to slow us down and the keyboard experience gets worse. so yeah, who knows? Uh, I'm speaking- not. A fan.
0: Speaking of this, actually, a really interesting story just came out yesterday. Um, Really interesting story from Comcast. Now, Comcast have done a lot of work to make their products more accessible. Uh, The Xfinity box uh, in the States for, um, I guess, cable or satellite. I'm never, I think it's satellite with Comcast. Is it cable? I I honestly don't know. Um, But yeah, Comcast have created this uh, accessible box. And it's kind of worked out well for us in the UK because Comcast now owns Sky TV, in the UK, and a lot of the learning that's being done at Comcast is being brought over to the UK, and I'm hoping this product is next. It's a brand new device. It is a uh, large button voice remote, which I don't think we've ever seen before. We've seen a lot of large button devices, but not having that voice remote capability. Oftentimes, it's like you get you can have the large button option, but it's you know significantly featureless. Uh, It just has large buttons, which is great, but you lose a lot of those uh, functionalities. And this is something that's just been brought in. It's being made available to X1 and Flex customers at no additional cost and combines Comcast's award-winning, as they say, voice control tech with industry-first advancements in accessible hardware design, inclusive packaging, and customer experience. The result is a hardware breakthrough that allows all viewers to easily navigate and enjoy all the entertainment, news, and information Xfinity has to offer. Um, This is from... uh, obviously a press release from them, right? Um, (laughs) Fraser Stirling is the global chief product officer at Comcast. I've interviewed Fraser. He's a lovely guy. Um, And he's very, very passionate about making this happen. Uh, He says, our longstanding commitment to accessibility has unlocked profound innovation across our portfolio time and time again, shaping everything we do from the way we design our products to the content we create to the experiences we deliver. Inclusive design for us is just better design. So what they've done is they've created this large button remote. It is uh, not too dissimilar to the size of a standard remote, I guess. Maybe a little bit wider. But the buttons are much larger. They're well spaced out. They have large text on them. Uh, and you know, good contrast as well. The remote itself is white. There are yellow and black buttons. And it does have a voice button in there as well. So I can see this rolling out to other platforms as well. But I think this is brilliant that they've done that. Um, Do you? No, I do. I mean, I I actually, you know what? I'm really excited about this coming in. You know, if we get it in the UK, I, I would have one of these. I would, that's sort of what I would want. Because why would you have one of these? Because it's why it, Well,
1: it, it's better built for us. Why is it I The c- buttons are more defined. Be- no, I'm sorry, no, it's not built. No, it's, well, it's not. Built for, us. built for us. No, it's not. <laughs> What's it built, built, built for? for? Talking I'm about? sorry. I'm sick and tired of people when when I when I was first uh losing my sight, people buy me enormous remote controls or the telephone with the massive keypad on it. That's not for us. That's, that's for people with, with arthritis or motor issues that struggle to... Well, I do you know, have we, those issues. You have an essential... I was just it, going there. You have an essential tremor.
0: And, and also, right? as I often have to remind you, it is not essential to me. Well done. I love that
1: joke every time you tell me. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 right? So I get that. But this isn't anything to do with the visually impaired. Okay, you could argue for low vision people, you know, the high contrast remote. Yeah. But then again, I'm sorry, we are more than capable. How how often do you look at the buttons on your remote control? Um, you just know where they are. You know the top I'll, right. I'll be is honest, power Maybe I'll be
0: honest with with this particular system. I find the buttons are too close together. I find there are too many of them on the remote. There's no definition visually. Um, That's even you can feel it. Well, even even feeling my way, though, I find I can't really determine them. And actually, one of the things that irritates me about the systems we have here is they seem to have different remotes for different boxes, and all the button layouts are different. I don't know why that is. Uh, But you you reach for one button in one area, then. Yeah, but I I get where you're coming from. But I think that this, the reason I think this is a good design, and the reason I think this is a good idea, and I I am excited about it, is because it's built for that product. I think the, the problem is the things you talk about I reeled against them as well. I really never liked these, you know. The long, I remember once I got a remote control that was about as big as an iPad, and it, the uh, buttons yes, were exactly. huge. No, but the problem the same, is, um, it you... didn't it didn't work with my TV. All the functions I wanted it <laughs> to that's use even, didn't that's work. Even worse. And you know, <laughs> having that voice feature in there, that's what I'm looking for. I don't, I, you know, in, in in the UK we have a large option, a large button option remote. They sent it through. This thing was the same remote control for a TV box I had probably 10 15 years ago you know the original Sky TV yes. system. it was that okay. design the big chunky design right and it didn't much wanted half no but it didn't have half the functions in it that the new box allowed me so it didn't have voice capability it didn't have a lot, yeah. of, the but- a lot of the buttons didn't even marry up with the, with the yeah. new layout so this is what i mean this is built
1: for that and i think this is good i i think you know i'm, I'm glad to see them doing this and i support well, them all. i'm not i'm not i'm not being dismissive of it as i said i think there is uh, it's just really useful for people with arthritis or whatever motor difficulties to being able to use that but this isn't for blind people this isn't a, a blind product i say no it isn't well okay low vision that better no Your vision, no, people with physical. Low vision. No, because you learn no, just... remotes. You learn. I, I, I've heard a few people who are going through in in Facebook groups. Funnily enough, people who are you know diagnosed with and they're just going through their journey of sight loss. I love saying that the journey of sight loss. And they one of the questions I've seen asked is, <gasps> "How will I use a remote control?" And I that, I find that really. Really shocking because I've never looked at a remote. Even when I had sight, I never looked at a remote control. You just know where the buttons are. You you learn the buttons and you go off the feel. Usually with the Braille five on a keypad on a remote control, right? That little dot. Yeah. But you know exactly the layout of a remote control without looking at it. But as you would say to me, it's it's, it's a little bit
0: irritating. We're all different, right? And that's the point. So some of us might find it. We don't that way or maybe we have issues Mind with sure. our hands that mean that we oh. can't feel our way through those buttons which is different and i've made that i said okay all right thanks all
1: right.
0: i think we're in violent agreement anyway i'm right so moving on um <laughs> <laughs> no look i, I we are going to get them on i want to get the guys on from comcast to talk about that because i think it's really interesting and uh you know we can find out what and, and obviously i think there's a little bit of excitement for me because because i know that comcast isn't is you know, part of the, the UK Sky TV
1: business. I get it. I know I it's going it. to come here, it. so I'm quite excited A step in that. the right direction. Of course How many is. times have we heard, though, that that Infinity Box is only available on the top tier plan, not on the easier, more affordable plans? Sorry, sort that out first. It should, you shouldn't have to pay extra for an accessible box. I don't know if that's still the case. So I'm. <laughs> I'm not,
0: I honestly don't know. allegedly. I didn't, I didn't even yeah. know that was was a thing. So there we go. Uh, but anyway, uh, you can let us know on that one. Do keep your feedback coming. Um, apparently, Lady A is not going to get any smarter than it is right now. This is according to Wired. dot com opinion. In there, uh, this is following the Wall Street Journal article earlier in the week t- saying that Amazon are aiming to cut costs by slimming down some of its less profitable departments. I think we heard. Uh, is it ten thousand people that are being let go?
1: Yes, from Amazon at the moment. Of people again. Yeah. Now
0: we, we don't know yet how that is impacting with this, but we what we do know is that Lady A, and I don't say her name because you know we'll set off all the devices. But Amazon's voice assistant uh, has been losing money. Um, the whole business has actually been operating at five billion per year loss. That's a lot of money, and that's according that's incredible. to incredible. The Wall Street Journal. Now, Amazon, according to the opinion in Wired here, has a couple of options. It can either invest in Lady A and work to add more functions or scale back its efforts to improve the service and let it exist as it is. However, as the Wall Street Journal report notes, most users typically get into a habit of only using a few key voice commands. And if that's the case, it may make more sense to let Lady A be instead of continuing to add more features. Terrifying. Mmm. that Terrible. is an interesting of course. point. I, can't let it stagnate. I, I don't know. I think I think there's something in that. I don't think most people use these things beyond the basics, right? I, I mean, I it's a bit like, you know, I always think about music, right? Because in music- um, Here we go.
1: Hang on. Brace yourselves, everyone. It's a Stephen <laughs> Scott analogy or a well, metaphor. We're not sure. Here we I go. I remember
0: when everybody was all excited because, you know, Spotify came along and, you know, everyone else came along, Amazon Music, Apple Music and everything else. And, you know, they were, oh, we've got uh-huh. access to millions of songs. And then they did research on it. And they found that most people just listen to the same seven or eight <laughs> songs over and over again. You know, yeah, and I think that, that's actually but true are yes. creatures of habit. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's probably, I, I I don't know if it's necessarily because, I mean, I think it, from my own point of view, I think sometimes it's just what I like about it. So I'll use the calendar function, I'll, you know, obviously the time, you know, uh, spell a word, whatever it might be, those kind of basic functions. But anything beyond that with skills, and I'm always thinking, well, why was, what's the wake word for that? And what do I ask it to do again? You're and missing the significant... point.
1: No, yeah, no, no, I totally get that. But that doesn't mean you just l- let it be. Of course not. I mean, there's so much more to still be done when it comes to voice control, voice assistance. You know, being able to give a list of multiple commands, concatenation or whatever it is, we should be able to do that. That should be worked on, you know, hey, do this and then do that and then do this rather than just having to give step-by-step instructions and so much more. The the voice recognition still isn't perfect. So there's a lot of work that can go on to make these things even better. I'll tell you, I can solve this for Amazon in one stroke. Pay people to put skills on the Echo. There you go. If you look in the Echo uh, skill store, there's a billion of them in there. And most of them are terrible, or they're radio stations, or they're convenience stores. You know what? Okay, if you want to put your skill up there, it's going to be $10 a month. Then it would clean up the skills for us as end users, and it would bring in revenue for Amazon. Thank you. You're welcome. So,
0: right, you, so you're not thinking like an Apple store. Or an app store, right? You're not thinking that we would buy the skill. You're saying that Amazon should pay them? I'm so confused.
1: No, 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 no. The the skill developer needs to pay to be on the Echo ecosystem. Wouldn't wouldn't it be easier just to get people to buy
0: the skills that they find useful?
1: No, 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 no. No, because then it cuts down on the, the spam, the scam, the... The, um, the terrible skills on there um, because, you know, people have to pay to stay on there. So that's what I'm talking well, about. You can I can have... think that's going to work.
0: I mean, if they're not they're making gonna, any money, why would you bother?
1: About... Well, but, yeah, but what, no, no, how, what's no, in saying... it for a developer? Well, you can still have in-skill subscriptions. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you don't put your skill up there for free. You need to pay something. I spend so much money on Night Manager it's ridiculous. I could I mean I'm I'm paying for their mortgages, I'm sure, every month. But they're, they're, they 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 got pay their through, You pay through You pay for a game. I've never I do. had this I right, do, yes. so you pay for a game through the app. How does that work? Well, there's in-skill purchases. I'm buying diamonds all the time to boost my stats and buy things. Mm, okay. That's how that's how it works. See, but that's the point. You seriously pay money to play that game? I do. Wow. I guess. Okay. I pay a subscription to play my puzzler skill for the crossword every day. There's quite a few skills I'm subscribed to. I just don't know why they just do I, mean,
0: I think it would make more sense to create an app store. People buy the apps they want or, you know, as you say, pay for the subscriptions. I mean, that's what the app store is on, on the iPhone or whatever. And people are used to that way of doing it and they could rake in a lot of money that way. I, I'm, I'm sure there's ways they could make five billion mm-hmm. up by doing that. I, I actually think in some ways... I, I know Amazon make a lot of money, but they also don't make a lot of money in a lot of ways. And I don't quite understand the business model at times because they do seem to Create this model where, you know, everything's about. I mean, I remember when a, one of the, I think it was the MacBook M2 came out, the MacBook Air, and within like two days of it being launched, I saw on the Amazon store with like a hundred dollars off, and I'm like, how how did they do that? How is that even possible? How can they yes. sell Apple discount nothing? How are they selling it for less? And what's the value in that? Just so we get the clicks? I mean. I, I don't get why they're making the money because it seems that like we're getting a good deal, but nobody else is. I mean, the workers certainly aren't. The you know they're working themselves you know into the ground trying to you know keep up oh. with the demand. Oh. And you know if they're not making the money and it's working at an operating loss, I, I mean I know this is one department, but you know I, I don't get it. Something seems to be yep. fundamentally wrong with that business model if they're losing money at that. I mean, I, I'm not saying I would want to pay for it, but you know, I'll give you an example of this, right? I've seen this recently. So uh, someone uh, who'd been on the show recently, Charlotte Henry, a journalist, had been on the show, she has a, a Substack uh, subscription. And I was asking her about it, because I didn't really understand how this worked. I didn't know much about Substack. Uh, and she has a podcast, and she has a newsletter, and she puts it out there, and you can subscribe to it. So I can pay that each. So for each person... Who I might want to follow on Substack, it would cost me X amount per month. Right? We're so entrenched now in the world of subscriptions that people can do that. We could, we 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 could, I mean we don't, but we could charge for this podcast. Say, give me a dollar a month, and you know you can get Double Tap. And you know that's and people might do that, but it we're, because we're so used to get we're, we're in that groove now. So I I I don't think it would be ridiculous for Amazon to turn around and say. Hey, do you know what? You can pay for a premium package of skills, or you can, you know, get the top best skills for this price, or just pay individually for one. Or, you know, you're doing it right now. You're doing. You're paying for this game. Yes. So why why is Amazon not making
1: money off that? I, I don't get it. I really don't know what's what's going on well, there because there not enough people are probably paying. I don't know what the cut Amazon takes from developers, if any, because for the longest time they were trying to get developers onto the platform. Yeah. So I don't even know if they're taking, you know, like Apple and Google's 30% of every revenue that you make from an app in their app store. Is it the same for the skills? I don't actually know. All I know is that the amount of skills in there, the hundreds and hundreds of thousands, but when you look through, the amount of them that are, you know, just nonsense, rubbish is yeah. Yeah, nonsense is, is, and it spoils the experience. So I think they well, can that's make it. some money you know, you could, you could by make charging much developers. Better.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I just think if 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 money's tight, I'd rather they just left it be until they can figure out a way of monetizing or you know bringing the money back in from another from a business rather than trying to continually evolve it with with no I budget. I
1: think they've reached. I think they've reached a saturation point in the market with these smart speakers, where actually now they can start saying, you know what, if you want a license to use our voice assistant in your hardware, then you've got to pay us whatever mm. it is and same for developers. Doesn't that happen
0: already? I mean, if if you've got if you think about Sonos and the relationship there, well, that's, is, is what that, that's
1: what I'm not entirely sure of. I don't yeah. know. like. I listen, say, we're out of time. We're out of oh, time. Okay. But listen, oh, no, thank you sorry. so much.
0: This has been a lot of fun today. <laughs> uh, keep your feedback coming. Feedback at doubletaponair dot com one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. We'll be back. I'll be back with uh, Mark tomorrow, and you and I'll be back together on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye bye